Um. Uh, um. So I can walk it around with a handle I don't need. It's easier to walk around with and any fire spray. Ooh. What's going on, fine scale freaks? And welcome to episode 91 of the Bench Tide Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley of HO Scale Customs. So I started this week out with the fine scale freaks thing that we used to say all the time because um, you guys are all fine scale freaks and we consider you our fine scale freaks and we're going to have a new fine scale freaks t-shirt on our Threadless store at hoscalecustoms.threadless.com. That will be up um, before this podcast is actually published. So head on over there, check that out. We got a couple other shirts on there and um, we will be making some new shirts coming up. So keep your eyes open for some funny new modeling and model riveting related shirts. Now, before we get to our business this week, my dad has a uh, patron, I'm sorry, a contest winner to announce as well as this week's new contest. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, Our first, our winner for tonight is Paul Stewart and his shotgun shack. He is our winner. We chose for the kit or a structure that you build or something you build from your scrap pile of wood. And um, that is Paul Stewart and his shotgun shack, neat little structure that he built. Um, and it has a paper roof on it and some really old looking wood. I really loved it. Um, next week's contest. Well, well, Paul oh. actually just won a kit oh, yeah, from yeah. RemoverKits.com as well as an HO Scale Customs koozie. So yes, uh, yes. we'll be shipping that out to you and we'll be getting asking you for some information here soon. So now my dad can talk about next week's contest. Jeez, I forgot about that. That's all right. We got the sponsor. Okay. And um, you're, um, so anyways, next week's contest. Are you chewing you gum? Like, no, I am not. I okay. just smacked my lips. All right. Uh, you're, we want to hear from you as to what your all-time favorite episode was. You got 91 episodes to choose from tell us what your all-time favorite episode was and we don't need to have exact number okay because who's going to remember what number it was just tell us what it was and why you liked it um episode why it was your favorite okay um that's what we want to hear and uh, give us a, a short you know brief summary couple sentences or a paragraph or whatever and write it up put it right there post it right onto the to the post for this week's uh, episode on our Facebook page. Yep, or you can email it to podcast at hoscalecustoms.com. Right. So, um, yeah, that's our And con- 91, we're at 91, which is um, Sergey Fedorov. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's ah. get into this week's show. So, um we have a patron question now. If there's more later, I put it up late this week. But if yeah, there's more, if there's more later this week, uh, later tonight as we're recording, I will swing back around to them. So our patron question, I should head it up. Is oh my goodness, here we go. Patron question of the week so far. From Scott Horgan, who actually just won the first ever patron-only um, kit giveaway. So, yes. um, real quick, uh, real Scott. quick plug. 
If you want a chance to win a Craftsman kit each month, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs and sign up um, at the second level uh, and uh, and higher to right. be entered each month for a chance to win a Craftsman kit. Uh, this next one we're going to be giving away is a Mind Mount Models kit. So uh, jump in on over, over there. You can help support the show and have a crack at winning a kit each month as well as some other exclusive things like a contest build, which we just reposted the rules to that in the Facebook page. Um, I'll be sending that out in the patron-only email as well tonight. Right. Uh, just so if anyone wants an update on the patron-only contest, you still have like two full months, almost two full months, to get something built. Um, by October 31st. By the end of October. So if you are late to getting started, you still have plenty of time to get something started for our patrons. Again, it's a patron-only contest. If you guys want in on those two things, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HOScaleCustoms. Join in and help support our show. So, anyways, with that, back over to our patron questions. Scott Horgan, how many tips on using spray cans to get, or how about tips to get using spray cans to get better coverage and a finer spray? Ooh, well, I don't know about that. Get on a finer spray, I don't know what you do, but... I just go back a little further distance yep. uh, from where I'm going to spray from. So generally, I like to stay a, a foot or so, a foot, foot and a half behind or above uh, my my target, okay, my subject that I'm painting. What do yeah. you do? That's what I do. I usually just back it up a little bit. I, mean, um, I always make sure of that. I don't know what else you can do with a spray can. I always make to, sure that the nozzles are clean. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want the first... And, and that's it. When you first start spraying, don't spray it directly at your object, okay? Because if you do, and the nozzle, sometimes the first time you spray, you get that that little spit that yeah. comes out, and it comes out in like big, bigger, big. a couple bigger drops. Yeah, it, just to start, you don't want that, obviously. So you're going to get that out of there until it's good. You get that mist started. Yeah. Then go. Yeah. So clean nozzle. Made that mistake. Clean nozzle and holding back the can a little farther. That's really all mm-hmm. I do. I don't really do anything fancy. I know some people oh. buy other, um, other like other nozzles. They get other. Yeah. I don't really deal with all that. I just, I just use whatever comes with the can. <laughs> well, this weekend I went to uh, speaking of spray cans. I went down to uh, what we call I we, nobody probably else has these, but we have these stores called Always Bargain Outlet. Uh, so I don't we're know down to nationwide or not. I don't know if they are, but it's a, yeah, it's a big discount store and they buy in bulk and stuff like that. It's good stuff. It's not a dollar store or anything like that. It's not like a dollar general. It's more of a surplus type store. Yeah, it's yeah they buy surplus. Right, and and um, I went in there. They had they always have spray paint in there. I mean, a wall full of spray paint. So your mom helped me dig through. We were digging through all the cans. I felt like scavengers, you know. They were buck ninety nine for a can, and they have. I've had good luck with them before is a Valspar um, brand that they sell. And I picked up like, you know, I only want flats. I'm telling your mom, only flats, any flats. And she's picking up colors like uh, purple. And, and I'm like, well, I can't, well, there's no, unless I'm painting a goddamn Barney, I'm not, I'm not going to be using a purple spray paint. But um, there were some really odd colors, some like a fluorescent greenish color. But I found a lot of, uh, natural shades and I, I want to do I want to pick those up because not every time that we use spray paint do I need white or black mm-hmm. or gray okay or mainly gray um, 
I also have had good luck using the primer from uh, that's flat primer uh, by Krylon. They have a like an oxide red. Uh-huh. That's a good shade to have. I picked up a, a, a and it's hard to find these greens and blues uh, and yellows in um, or like a in a flat color. Okay, they have them in satin. But I hate using a satin paint because it always leaves like a. Do you get that with the spray paint with an ex, like an extra sheen to yeah, your paint? Yeah, I don't. Some of the flat paints still have a. Uh, hey, some I do. see it. I see the same problem you were talking about with blues and stuff. Um, yeah. Blues and reds, even though they claim to be flat, always have a yeah. little bit of a sheen on them. Mm-hmm. Like a Charlie Sheen. Anyways. Anyways. That must be the beer talking. I, I so, don't, I'm not uh, even drinking a beer. I just have a coffee. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Well, I have beer. Anyways, Anyhow. there you go. So, but that's what I did. I picked up some cans that were buck ninety nine. Ended up walking out of there with like ten dollars worth. So I got like five different colors of cans, and um, they're Valspar, and I've had good luck with them. But if, if you have a place where you can go and and get your paints at, at a cheaper price, I get because uh, all you're doing is primering with these things. Um, that's that's the way to go. I mean, rather than going to the hardware store and paying three, four, five dollars a can, that's you know, save yourself a couple of bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's a, it. That's a little bit. spray cans. I thought. Well, they talked about spray cans, and you know, I thought I'd hit it up there a little bit. Yeah, it's just uh, something happened this week. And yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A little much. That's wonderful. <laughs> Anyways, that was our patron question so far. I'll swing back around. I'll see if we have any more at the end swing here. Swing back around to what? To, if there's other patron questions, because I oh, put so it up late. One. I already so said there's that. One, there's one, and you're rushing me through my t- my conversation. With no. Oh, okay. You just got off like off topic. <laughs> I wasn't off topic. I was still talking about spray paints. He said using spray cans to get a better coverage and finer spray. Right. I understand that, but I was like, expounding well, on it. I can actually relate it to it. Better okay. coverage because you're getting more spray paint for your money. How about that? There you, there go. you go. All right. There you go. Cool. Um, we're going to swing over to um, a topic that we have this week, which is um, college football. College. No, we're not doing This uh, isn't the college okay. football podcast. Dang, we're we're, we're going to talk about the difference in like, um, what was it? How did you word that earlier today? Kind of like. You don't need to go buy all of the most expensive media overload. Media overload, and this isn't media overload like Facebook or Twitter or the news that you're watching. Right. We're talking about media overload that is all the different art, paints, art all the paints, all the things that they say you have to have. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to use this. You know, all of that stuff. We want to talk. Lot. There's a lot. We want to talk about. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to have all that stuff. No. To make a good model. So, no, I mean, let's think about it. We go to the craft store, right? And I, I love, I'm not going to lie to you. And I, and I tell some of my friends, they think I'm nuts because I, I go to a craft store. I guess they feel that only the women can, you know, the female of our species can go to craft stores. Well, if, if you want to think I'm effeminate or whatever because I go to a craft store, I don't care. Whatever. I, I don't, yeah. You know, this is what I do. Whatever. I mean, he's so if you want to tease me because I go to a craft store, I, I don't care. I love going there. It's fun. Okay. Uh, just because you're a Neanderthal that, you know, 
that doesn't do anything artistic or or <laughs> or whatever and just sit in front of your TV and watch sports all day with you and you know you, and chew on your toenails. Yeah. I, I don't care. You sit you there know? and play PlayStation and yeah, uh, and whatever. play and play with yourself all day. I don't right. care about that. Just because I go to the craft store, it is what it yeah, is. So. I like the craft store. I have a good time. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really into the. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah. You know, but here's the thing, it can be a bit overloaded, okay? Because it's not just there too. We'll get to the rest, but you know, it's 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 a it's my favorite place to go, and it's a dangerous place to go. And we've talked about the craft stores before and how you can save money. And we're not talking about how you can save money tonight, okay? And although it is great to use your coupons in there, right? And they're all available, and we know how to do that. If you want to know how to do that, go back to our earlier episodes. But, um, you know, it, but it's what's there. It's sheer volume. Well, of and, stuff. And we're not even talking about going to the craft store. Alone no. with this topic, we're we're no. also talking about. Um, uh, so you go into any of these forums. The forums are a great place, um, but then you also run into. Uh, this is going to be. This is going to go back to almost one of our original episodes. Where we're gonna we're gonna walk the line on pissing some people off, but it is it's gonna be the it's gonna be that episode, guys. We're bringing back some old school bitching. <laughs> we're gonna be bitching tonight. So. <laughs> The the thing about a lot of the Facebook groups and forums is they're they're great. They're awesome. You you meet a lot of great people in those groups and those forums. Right, sure. But the problem is you run into a lot of people that also think you have to use this or you oh are you if you're working on that, you gotta do it that way. You gotta buy this thing, you gotta do that, you gotta have six right. you gotta have six hundred of that medium or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Right. When in reality you can get by with much cheaper things from either the craft store or get it on Amazon or right. not not necessarily only online, but you can get by with um, much cheaper alternatives for things. And it's not like my dad said about saving money. It's about not having 6,000 things that you only ever use one time because someone said you have to have that specific thing for that application. Yeah, and you want to try it because it's, di- it's a disease. I mean, it is. It is for me. I know it yeah. is for me. Okay, it, it so, is... Let's, you said Matt Medium, right? So let's say I've been using Mod Podge Matt Medium, okay? And there is, um, what was that? Somebody else tells me. Well, you mean like for hey, water, we use Gloss Medium. Yeah, whatever. Well, okay, let's, let's say Gloss Medium, Mod Podge, okay? And then somebody else comes up and says, hey, I, I when I go to the craft store, I don't get to Mod Podge. I've had better luck. Using um, was, uh, the um, Woodland Scenics water. No, no, no. At the craft store. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. So what's the uh, Liquitex? The other one's Liquitex, so, but they oh, do. Yeah, they both do do two different things now. So don't get those too confused. Well, no, they're I, different. I get that. Oh, well, you can still get matte medium or or G- gloss, gloss medium, medium in Liquitex. Well, you no, but they're, they're different. They both perform differently. This is an example. Mm-hmm. So I go and I buy. That, because I want to try that. Okay, this is hypothetical, Brett. Okay. And, okay, so I go and I buy that because, you know why? I looked at theirs, and they had a picture online, and it was badass. And I was like, man, I want mine to look like that. It looks a little different than mine. You know, it might not look better than mine. I, in my head, I'm sitting there going, you know what? Hey, dude, good job with that. 
Now, maybe they're just real good modelers, Todd, okay? And they did that, and yours didn't turn out quite the same, okay? But I go out and I buy that product. Is there another type of product for that yet? Breast. Yes, there is. Brett, breast. Breast. <laughs> breast. Brett just said that, you know, Woodland Scenics has a product like that. So you go out and you get the Woodland Scenics and product. There's somebody else has AK that. has a product like AK that. AK has a product like that. So then you have them all. Do we have them all, Brett? We have. We have we pretty do, close. We don't have the AK one, but I actually did do a test between the a between the AK. We don't have the Woodland Scenics one. I did a test yeah. between the AK and the Liquitex gloss medium. Yeah. Identical. Yeah. And, and I'm not knocking either one. They're both expensive product, and they're both good. Yeah, but one one you get three times the amount for the same price. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> We'll, and, I, and I get that. We'll let you, you guys. Know? You'll we'll let your imaginations decide which one you get more right. of. But but right. but I, I did do a test side. I did do a test side by side to see which one was different. And I'm not knocking either one. But for the price, you get three times the quantity for the same exact results. But like my dad was going into saying, the point is, a lot of what you see and read that you have to have to do this technique or this you thing. You might already have it, or there might be a different solution to it that you can use for various other things. Um, there's a lot of different, a lot of different stuff out there. So what we wanted to do with this episode was just provide a few examples here of a dive into some of the things that are, without calling out brands, some things that we can cut back on maybe that you don't necessarily have to have, and you're only going to use it one time. It's going to sit on a shelf. Right. So I let's. Mean- you got some ideas? I do. Well, let's hear it. All right. Well, one of them is one of my favorite things to work with, but you don't necessarily have to have it to produce some really sweet um, results for mm-hmm. rust. So yeah. I am in love with all the rust products from AK. I love them. Me too. Oh, my God. But. Yes. But before I got those rust products, I was doing rust, rusted roofs with just uh, acrylics. And mm-hmm. some different pigments that I ground down, chalk right. I ground down. So uh, one of those examples is you can just go to the craft store for $3 or $5 or less and get three or four different colors of acrylic paint that are mm-hmm. like a, uh, what was the one I used? The terracotta. I think one was called Pueblo. Uh, Raw sienna, burnt sienna. Uh, good. Yeah, that's a little dark. But I, I, I like them. I use them quite a bit for I'm rust. talking about, yeah. But you can get like a brown and then a lighter orange and a darker orange and maybe sure. maybe orange. like a uh, – not burgundy, but like a darker red. Um, mm-hmm. And what you can do is mix those colors up and dry brush them in different layers onto things that you want to look rusted. And that's only f- for, for five bucks. You don't have to spend – 15 yeah. or $20 for this rusting product that you have to have. And, right. but don't get me wrong at the same time, you're going to, you're going to get a different effect. It won't be identical to those AK products or other rusting yeah. products, but you can get by and still have a really sweet look for yeah. an alternative. And, yeah, and if you know how to apply them in certain ways, you're going to be able to get results that you, right. You like, and you're going to end up with a product that you can use for something else in the future that isn't rust. You know, you right. can use your you can use your burnt umber or your raw sienna to paint something else right. that isn't rusted later. Uh, so right. it, it's a multi-use thing. You're not just stuck with this rust um, that you can only use it for rust. Right. 
And on that rough subject, if you don't mind, um, just to break it down a little differently for you than what Brett did, which is a great way to break it down, um, because I love using this. Just yesterday, I, I needed to paint some rust things, and I used just your basic crap paint of uh, raw sienna, it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, it turned out great. You know, I did some dry brushing with it. It worked out wonderful. Um, I didn't need it as thick as what the AK sometimes can be, and that's why I did that. Okay, so, but um, let's say you're using the AK Rust, and you have a whole set. Let's say you bought the Rust set, mm -hmm. okay? Well, and this is just something I think that other people have done as well. There is also a set by MIG that has a Rust set, and there's a set by Vallejo that has a Rust set. And there is a set by Tamiya that has a rust set. So all these paint companies have their own rust set. You know how many you need? One. Yeah. You need one rust set. You don't need all four rust sets. You know, then you get, you know, don't you know, you get on their Facebook and you're putting a picture up of all your different rust colors and they're made by four different companies. Man, you need one. You need one set, basic set. Whether, you know, if, if you're going to go that route with the, the fine scale modeling, um, you know, stuff that they use for military modeling in the long and short of it. Um, you know, just get yourself one set. You don't need every company's set of rust, you know. Right. Generally, if you're going to stick with AK, get all AK rust products. If you're going to get – because I think they interact with each other really well. I have – and I'm not going to sit here and, and – I have some of the other rust color products, Okay. Now, there's two reasons why I have that. One, because I am addicted and I have a disease that I need to have all those. Okay, I'm not saying it's a good thing. And I'm not proud of that. However, the other reason is, is we like to test things and talk about them on the show. So a lot of times, Brett and I have bought things that we have overload on because we're trying to, you know, bring more content or talk about more content or right. show different styles. So... You know, a lot of the things that we have in bulk or uh, of ex excess is because we have, you know, because of the show and what we do. Right. So, yeah. But as far as paints go, I mean, uh, craft floor paints. What do you What do you say, Brett? I always What's just your favorite craft floor paints. Well, I like them. There you got a mix too. I like them all. I don't have really a big choice, but yeah, me too. but but I also um, I don't I don't buy any like quote unquote hobby paints. I think they're they're too they're too expensive and they're a waste of my money. Um, I don't own a single hobby paint. What do you mean hobby paint? Well, like you see, like on you get on. Um, I couldn't even name you a brand like a not Floquil because they don't make that anymore. But any of the testers, testers, or all that crap. I don't, any any paint that you get on Tamiya, Tamiya's, I don't any of that stuff. I don't buy any of that. I I, I think it's a waste of money. It's overpriced. Um, yeah. Now someone's if gonna, it's acrylic. If it's a I found if it's acrylic and this and you can someone's gonna argue know. with me on it. But I just I just craft uh, paints are acrylic and they work just fine. Yeah, I mean I can do plenty with them. I don't. Fight, fight me, fight me. Fight me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So someone, but, no, but someone will get upset because they use whatever brand they've been using it yeah. forever for all their models, and it's fa it's fantastic, and that's great for you. I, I don't mind that you use that, but for me, right. I just rather go pick up a 99 cent tube. It's gonna last me three years. 
Right. And when we went up to uh, see George Selius's layout, he took us into his workshop with the with the group. Yeah. We had the whole right. group there. Yep. What paint what paint did he show us? Uh like a craft um craft paints. Folk art and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, craft paints. That's what he loves. Yeah. That's what he uses. Yep. And uh, so so you know, I mean it, it works for him. I mean Yeah. But anyways, so I don't do I just use that. I also don't another one that's a big in my opinion, a big uh <laughs> I'd hate to call it snake oil, but it it's a little sketchy for me is the pigments like ground up pigments yeah i just have a hard time buying ground up pigments for eight six or eight bucks in a jar yeah um and we've talked yeah, about, we don't, don't get me wrong we've talked about this plenty of times yeah, on the show yeah, sure this isn't anything new i will no. never buy a set of pastels that are from a hobby shop i will only buy chalk say robot color things yeah, yeah i won't ever buy any of that i think it's i think it's repackaged and sold for five times more than it should have they're been. Doing, they're doing the same thing we are. And, um, yeah. you know, I, it, we've talked about this a dozen times, I feel right, like, sure. but that's sure. another example of a media overload where you're constantly getting bombarded, bombarded with, Oh, well, you got to use this to weather and you got to use right. this to weather and you got to, no, you don't. Yeah. Um, that's just another thing you, I feel like you get overloaded on when you're first starting and you start to research some yeah. things that are like. I think that's the most dangerous part is when you're first starting and that's and where, trying to buy and that's where I, to be so you got the right thing. That's where I feel like most people get in trouble with this quote unquote um, media or medium type overload mm-hmm. because they don't know. They're just trying to figure it out and they see a guy on a forum who's he's only ever worked with that brand of thing forever. And he's on there ranting about, you have to use this or, or they research on Google, like uh, how to weather blah, blah, blah. And the manufacturers are putting out these videos using their products. And you think, well, I got to buy that. And you don't realize that you could get it for a quarter of the cost and use it for other things. Right. You know, I went out when I was trying to do windows, um, glaze my own windows. Oh yeah. Okay. So what I do? I went out and I bought canopy glue. I heard about <laughs> canopy glue and I couldn't find it. I went in every damn store I could find. I went into I went into Michaels. I went into AC Moore's. I went to Hobby Lobby, and I and I went up to the staff and I'm like, Hey, where's where, where do you have canopy glue? Well, well, what what's canopy glue? Right? And nobody knew what the hell canopy glue was. Okay, the one person thought it was stuff used for fabric that you use to hold a canopy up. And I'm like, I don't know. That, that's not that. It wouldn't, I don't think it would do that. And uh, it's not that. So, you know, I went to all these different stores. And then finally, I just went online where I originally saw it and I ordered it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have this formula. I have it up here now. Formula 560 canopy glue. It's sold in several different places. I think Doug uh, Foscali has it on his on FO scale models at a pretty decent price. That's a good price to get it at. Um, you can get it on eBay or Amazon as well, but I would just go there and get it um, at, at Foscal. But, you know, you can get it at several, many different places. Then you can – so I tried it out. It didn't work for me right. It didn't work right for me. I couldn't glaze my windows because I didn't know how. It wasn't because of the goddamn glue. It was because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I thought you just put it on <laughs> and you just put it on. It's going to work. And it just turned out. It was awful. It was god awful. It wouldn't stick. And I was like, I'm never doing this. I'm just going to use this. I'm going to use the acetate that comes with everything else. So then I read again. 
somebody tells me to use gallery glass. So I went out and I got gallery glass. I got two different kinds. I got clear and then I got frosted frosted clear, okay, which isn't clear at all. I don't right. know why they call it that. In fact, it's called, what the hell is that? Right here. Clear frost. It's not clear. It's not clear at all. It's frosted, okay, when it dries. But it's, it's not clear. But anyways, I got two bottles of that. And I started working with that, and I had some disastrous results again. And I'm like, oh, it must be the it must be the stuff. It's, it's just garbage, right? So then I read a, an article. You know, all it took was me reading an article. I, um, this person didn't use either one of those products. He used basically Elmer's white glue, stretched it across the window with a toothpick from behind the window. And, uh, and I watch, I watched a video, I think on how he did it and it was great. And I was like, right. Oh, let me try that. So I did not know that's what I needed to do. So I did it. Now I've done it with the white glue and then I tried it on some other windows with the gallery glass. And then I tried it with the original one I got with the formula 560. All of them worked fantastic. They all turned out awesome. The windows. So I bought all this shit. <laughs> to do windows and I could have done it with white glue okay but actually the formula actually the canopy glue and the gallery glass did work out and look and looked a lot nicer mm -hmm. okay but I just didn't know how to use it so I'm thinking I have all this garbage now I got too much so now I got overload of glue to do well not glue but um it is glue in a way um to do the to do my own windows you know to do the uh what do they call that? Um, uh, glazing windows. Yeah, I, I did it on every window on this uh, on this um, uh, Baxter's warehouse, a uh, Baxter's building supplied by FSM, um, and they turned out awesome. But I've been able to do that now for about a year. But the first two years or so that I had that, I wasn't able to do it. And uh, I was pissed. And I was like, everybody else does this, and swear by it. It looks great. Mine look like garbage. Okay. So now I've, because of that, I went out and bought all this crap. Now it's, you know how much stuff I have? I have enough to, I have enough for models. Uh, I'm 55. I have enough for the rest of my life. <laughs> I do. And I got other stuff like that too. So be careful on how much you think you need to have. Okay. Really think about what you need to have. Right. You know, um, because you're going to have, you're going you're gonna to end up with a drawer full of, um, uh, and there's so much, you're going to end up with a drawer full of stuff you don't use. There's so much stuff out there that you think you might have an application for. I got a drawer right here. I'll pull it out. Oops. Sorry about that. Um, it is made by Folk Art. It is painted finishes by Folk Art. And this one's Moss. When you paint it on, it's supposed to look like moss. It didn't. I used it once. It didn't. They have a concrete. They have several other different texture type things. There's the chalk paints. And the chalk paints are funky, too, because they're almost too chalky for our scale. And I went out and bought like three or four. Instead of buying one bottle and trying it out, I went out and they had a sale. And I went up and bought like four or five bottles mm -hmm. of this chalk paint that I'm never going to use this stuff, and I have that, okay? 
so be careful what you what you buy, thinking it, it's going to be the cure all for your, or your favorite thing to do, or give you the coolest effect. A lot of the effects that you get, you can get from your your basic paints that you already have. Um, I went out and bought this other stuff from from them. Folk art made that as well. It's called pickling wash. Okay, and basically it's just water down water down paint. Basically, right. You put it on and you let it dry a little bit and strip it up, and um, it's supposed to give you like this pickled finish, uh, like a paint peeling finish kind of thing. And I have that. And I bought like a bo- they were going for like a buck a bottle. And now I got like six bottles, and I never use them. Um, I- I'm sorry I bought them. Let's say there's five bucks down this toilet. I could have bought one. Right. But um, th- so so think about everything just because you go over there to a store and you see all these cool things you think you might be able to get a cool effect out of. Don't get every color. Just get the one color you think is going to work the best. Go with that. Try it out. If it works great and you think it's awesome, you think you need to have the other six different shades mm-hmm. for whatever. Then go back and get go, it. Then go back and get them. And that's the one know? thing that I think we want to stress upon pretty pretty heavily with this topic is it, everyone's going to be at a different level of what they need, right? Yeah. yeah. So just be- some people are going to get, be able to get – the greatest results from the easiest, simplest things. Right, but I also meant, you know, you might not be trying to achieve uh, a look on your layout that you might not have to buy half the stuff that you are being told to buy or that you think you need to buy because you might not even need to go to that level of detail within your your layout. That might not be right. your focus. Right. Um, but then at the same time, you might not be able to achieve – some of the looks with some of the more basic stuff. So we also didn't want to, you know, bust on. I'm never going to do that. I, I use some high tech stuff. I know, you know, I know, but I'm saying other people yeah. right, might, right. you know, need to go out and get something a little more advanced for a one or two time use. And then they're done right. with it just because they're trying to achieve a very extreme level of detailing that, um, you know, others might not even be interested in. So right. there's a there's a fine balance of like a, a you do you, I do me also. So mm-hmm. we're, not, we're, we're totally not trying to say like you have to do it this way or you shouldn't buy that or anything. It's just right. there are oftentimes um, an overload of things that everyone thinks you have to have and you don't always have to have that. Right. Um, it's a lot right. of it's a lot of um, almost what you should do, especially when you're. I feel like this this uh, this topic here is really geared towards um, newer people into the f- any really any hobby. Um, yeah. When you're jumping into any hobby, it's there's you should create a list of a list of have to haves and want to haves. Yep. You know um, needs and wants. So yeah. there, this would be actually a pretty cool list for us to create on our website too. Like here's things that you will definitely need to have right yeah yeah and here's some things that you might want to have so right. then then when you get a little more advanced you can go and you can buy that more expensive stuff but in the meantime start with something simple keep it simple to learn mm-hmm. and as you advance and as you get bored with those techniques or you feel like you can do another step better then you maybe can splurge a little and get the next thing but right. you, you totally don't have to buy everything all at once either 
Right, exactly. But but now, you and I, and I'm sure plenty of other people, have felt that urge when you first start or when new things start to come out, and you're like, oh, I got to buy it all right now. I got to get that. Got to get that. Yeah. And, yeah. and it can be toxic. It can. It can be. You know, and you, you do learn to control it and figure it out. I mean. It can be but, discouraging, too, because then you have all this stuff you just pay all this money for and you're not using it. Right. And then you're like, oh, man, I was just wasted that. Right. You know. Now, like the, for example, I like using Hunterline stains. Okay. I love Hunterline stains. Um, and, and I thought, you know, well, those are great. I and mean, you can put them on your, I can put them on as a back, uh, the back stain before I put my final color coating of paint on. There's all kinds of applications I can use it for. Somebody else may not like using Hunterline stains. Mm-hmm. Okay. For whatever their reason is. Um, I talked to uh, Jason Jensen just a, a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about stains. And he goes, you use the Hunter Ryan stains? I said, yeah, man, I love them. You got to try them sometime. Okay. And he said, yeah, I, 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 he said, I've never used one. He said, I might be able to get one and try it. He's, but he gets, he does all his staining with acrylic paints that he makes washes from. Mm-hmm. And they look amazing. He's shown you how in the videos many times. And we were talking on the phone and he's like, yeah, I have to try one of the Hunter Lines. I said, I think you'll like it. And I'd like to see what you do with it because what I do with Hunter Line stain may not be what he does with Hunter Line stain. He may put it on or apply it in a different type of a different way that will achieve a different kind of result. I get different results than what they, than what Marine Hunter does when you go to the show and see her models because I apply it differently than she does for different reasons. I don't make bridges and things like that, you know. So and so do you. You know, you use right. you like the hundred line stains. Right. It doesn't mean you have to go out and buy the hundred line stains. You can get the same. I like them, but I don't make washes out of the craft paints or the or the uh, acrylic paints. Jason does, and he gets amazing results. Everybody has their own style, and I think what you need to do is find out what your style is and stay with your style. You know, not every building has to be made of different types <laughs> of mediums or medias. Okay. And, you know, if, you know, Jason makes his stuff the way he does and then he decides he's going to make something now with a hunter line stains and he's going to try and make something else with um, a different kind of stain or Dr. Ben's or somebody like that. Next thing you know, he's got all these weird looking textures <laughs> and this. And, and when you put it all together on your layout, it may not look really that good. Yeah. You know, because you've used all a mi- too much of a mixture. So, you know, find your style. Go with your style. You know, I like somebody else may like using pan pastels. Okay. And I've seen some amazing models with pan pastels. I've never tried them, but I get good luck with my uh, pastel chalks that I use um, that are ground up. And I like that. That's my style. Um, That's what I like to use. Jason does that as well for that matter. So do you. I do. Yep. Um, and you know, but everybody's got their own thing. Somebody else has done the pan pastels, and they've had good, amazing results from. Them. I think they look awesome. Um, I'm envious of some of the ones I've seen like that. Doesn't matter that what the media you're using doesn't always necessarily translate into making your model better. You, the artist, make the the, the model what you want it to be. Um, so, th- so that's that's a that's a big one there. I mean, oil paints are. You can get some of the same results from oil paints if you know what you're doing with them as you can with the the, uh, the um, acrylic uh, craft store paints. Right. Or the, the same results you can get with uh, oil paints you can also get 
with the uh, AK Interactive paints or or the you know the the hobbies the hobby style paints that are that are um, you know made for military modeling that type of thing you can get the same results if you know what you're doing you can get very similar or same results with just plain oil paints you just need to know how to master your medium so mastering your medium I think is is the key there and and when you get to that and you get the results you want stick with that man mm-hmm. stick with what works with you and save yourself a little room on your shelf on your workbench and everything else for the things that you do use effectively right uh, i don't know how you feel about that but no i i agree i um it, it just goes back to what you're comfortable with so mm-hmm. um oh and when it comes to craft craft paint we talked about americana we talked about um uh full cart and um, there's Apple Barrel. We know all the different brands. But then there's also the store brands. And I, when I first got into this, I avoided buying the store brand colors. Now, they don't have the color selection mm-hmm. okay, that you get. Like if I go out and I buy the Craftsmart, I don't have – although they do pretty good. Craftsmart's got a pretty good selection. But um, let's say AC Moore, they have Nicole's. Okay, if you buy the Nicole's, there's not a whole lot of selection on the different shades, but there's some there's some good ones in there. Uh, I used to think that they don't give you the same kind of coverage, and uh, they 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 were weak. And um, I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't think they are. Right. I don't. I, I I've been using I use Nicole paints uh, on this uh, FSM kit, and you would never be able to tell. No, I'm not have- not on all of them, but on. I use it on one thing, and it turned out awesome. We have a ton know? of Nicole paints down here, so yeah, yeah, we love them. But you know, so so the store brand doesn't is not necessarily a, a, a worse brand. It's just have. like buying your green beans. You can get store brand green green beans, and they taste just fine. All right. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So, anyways, long and short of it is, you can get really wrapped up into different media mediums yeah. and media i have one more for oh you go for it one. no i do go i'm sorry no go um, for it. one more medium that we want to talk about that i want to talk about it's a story i'll tell Ooh, okay. so you get a little story you like stories i love a so story what? let me get some popcorn okay um i i was checking out online one of the uh one of the photos i saw on facebook of, of somebody's model it turned out absolutely fantastic amazing coloring to it and I, I asked that person, um, we'll call that person Mr. X. And Mr. X said that uh, I could get, I, if I go to the hobby store or the uh, Hobby Lobby, um, I can find these pens called Copic pens. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I'll go, uh, now I'm all set. Go go down there to the store. I'm going to get these Copic pens. You know, and he said, no, they're not, you know, you don't want them all. He told me, he said, don't go buy them all because they're not cheap. You know, and I'm like, ah, he showed me, he showed a picture of, of the Copic pen and, and it looked great. You know, I mean, it looked like, okay, it looks like a, a fine tip felt marker or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, it looked like a regular marker pen, you know, you would use. and Like a Sharpie. Uh, yeah, kind of like yeah, a little better, a little better design than a Sharpie, okay. I guess. And anyway, so I went and um, I went down the Hobby Lobby and sure enough, they had them. And I asked the lady there, I said, um, what's, uh, you know, what are the Copic pens? And then she showed me and, and they were like $8 a pen. <laughs> okay. Seven, $7, $8 a pen. And I'm like seven or $8 for that pen. And I'm like, I, this, I, 
I, you know, this is the, I showed the lady the photo. I said, this is the result this guy got from using these. It's amazing. And, you know, and for that guy, it was great, you know. And uh, she said, well, she goes, that's that's a lot of money to spend for pens just to be able to do that with the color and the wood and the roof and everything. And I was like, she goes, she was an art teacher at this college that's local to us. Mm-hmm. And she worked at Hobby Lobby part time. Uh, and she, But she was the actual art director at this college. And uh, it's actually a mile away from my house. And she was telling me all about this, and she said that they used they used Copic pens at her store at her school for the artists there in her art classes, hmm. and uh, they were using them about a year before, and they stopped using them. And so, what are you using now? And you know what they're using now? Sharpie. Sharpie, yeah. Because and she goes, they, they sharpies. I get the same amount of life from them. I get the same results from them. And I showed her photos of things that I built, and she's like, "Wow, that's amazing." She goes, "You're going to be able to achieve the results you need from using a sharpie." So you know, but now that I I did use a sharpie, and I'll be honest, yeah, I I got okay results for it. It didn't turn out like Mr. X's, but it looked. It, it I didn't feel it turned out anywhere close to looking like Mr. X's. Uh, and he had great results from his, but maybe that wasn't the medium for me. Maybe that's not what I need to go. And, um, so I, and for my budget, it wasn't what I wanted to work with. I didn't want to pay $8 per pen. Um, I, not that, no, I couldn't have, I guess I could have, but I saw a different way I could spend my money and not have to do that. And, um, now don't get me wrong. I use Sharpies for all kinds of different things. And you'd never know mm-hmm. that I've used a Sharpie pen yeah. to color or something. It looked, and it looks fantastic. I mean, it, yeah, it does. And um, you did and a I'm video. Sure if I bought the Copics, it would look great too. And you did a video yeah. of it on the on our YouTube channel of a light post, right? So um, it's up there on our YouTube of you coloring a lamp post with a, a, I a did silver. That. Yes. To make a metal lamp post. It was a yeah a, a copper copper yeah copper post yeah. And, uh, but these are, yeah, these pens are called Copic and I think that's K-O-P-I-C or something like that or yeah, something like that. So anyhow, that's, um, you know, that's just a little story I had for you. And, and, uh, so this lady taught me out of it and, um, and taught me into a set of, of, uh, Sharpie markers. And I got for the same price I got, like, I still have them up there. I got a bin full of them. Um, the, the fine tip and the super fine tip. Uh, and I got all the different colors. And I think I bought it in one big set for like $16 and there must be 50 pens. You know, I, I, you know, I got them on sale. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, they run those things. They run, uh, Sharpie stuff on sale all the time everywhere. But and, and like I said, Sharpie may not be a thing for you either. So don't just go out and rush and get Sharpie pens just cause I said so. Right. Um, you know, it's just something that I've worked with, you know, so. That's it. That's uh, that's the end of my topic. No, that's cool. That was a good one. So, um, I forget what we we're gonna switch over to. Oh, we. Oh, we're gonna switch over to the surprise that yeah, I got in the mail. We have a surprise. Aha! I had a listener send us a package in the mail. It arrived. We're just gonna surprise. call him Listener A. Listener A, and Listener A. Sent this. He asked not to be. Uh, yeah, uh, it's listener A. Okay, listener A. So, 
Um, thank I got you. This thank you, Listen Ray. Yes, thank you profusely. <laughs> so I got this package, and I've been dying to open it, and we haven't opened it. I told you I, I called you last night and said we got it. Yeah. And I asked him if we mind if he minded if we open it up on the on the site live. And so that's what we're going to do. And I'm shaking it up here a little bit. Not shaking it real hard or nothing. But, um, and it's in a, in a priority mailbox. And it's kind of cool. This person wrote on the outside of the box. He has a note on the bottom of it. On the one side, it says at the, at the opening area, it says, open other end dummy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a Sharpie marker and it says open the other end dummy. So I turn it over and then it has a big arrow that says open this end. Too funny. So should I open it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's open it. Okay. All right. Well, here's a note. There's a note inside the box. Okay. There's a note right inside the box. All right, there's this little. This is a piece of plastic. It's green. I'm gonna take pictures and send them to you, Brett, when I pull this out. Okay. But I don't know what this is. Here's a box, a plastic box. There's nothing in the box. Plastic box. There's another plastic box. There's a whole bunch of plastic boxes. Here's a note on the plastic box. It's a post-it note in yellow. It says, <laughs> "Empty boxes." Are for these things are probably a little bigger than probably two inches high, and um, so they're four four inches long, two inches wide, two inches high, and they're little plastic boxes that open up, and they're pretty cool looking. It says, "Empty boxes are for detail parts, miscellaneous stuff, filling this shipping carton." So this person used this to fill the end of the shipping carton, huh. these boxes. And uh, it said, this one's heavy. What the hell is that? <laughs> There's Tootsie Rolls in this one. Nice. There's Tootsie Rolls in this one. Well, it's full of Tootsie Rolls. Okay. And, oh, this is heavy, too. It's full of Tootsie Rolls. Both of them. I guess one for you and one for me, buddy. Nice. All right. Cool. And these little plastic boxes are super cool. There are... There are... Three, uh, six... Seven boxes. Seven plastic boxes to store stuff in. And then, then of course, two are filled with uh, Tootsie Rolls. And here's a big white box down inside. Let's see what we got here. No, I'll keep this new. We, Brett and I keep all notes that we get with these things, mm -hmm. by the way. So, okay. Oh, oh, cool. It is a Sierra West model, Brett. Nice. That's and awesome. I'm going to take a picture here for you. I'm going to send you a picture of these boxes, the green boxes right now. And I'm taking a picture of this box. It says, says Sierra West. On the top, it says, not this one. I already built it. <laughs> it's a tool shed and a line side storage shed. Okay. okay, and this has apparently the line side storage shed. It has a an arrow you wrote that says this one, and you wrote it says line side storage shed, and it says sloppy seconds. I mean, I guess <laughs> we got I guess we got his seconds. Nice. And yeah, uh, I won't which complain. is cool. No, it's a super cool looking. It's a super cool looking kit, man. I never built a Sierra West. 
That's going to be awesome. Box, too. It says, Todd and Brett, you guys can fight over who gets to build it. All right. Okay. So have fun. Okay. So then I open it up. Oh, wow. There's another note. There's a lot of notes here, buddy. So this note says, oh, these are little, these little itty bitty bottles. Did you get the picture of the green boxes? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at them. The other one's coming, the one on the kit. Okay. Oh, my God. Look at these little cool little bottles. They're little tiny plastic bottles that have little metal tips sticking out of the top of them. And he's got little rubber things over top of them. And then these two are wrapped in wire. Okay, it says here, there's like, like wire bundled around two of the bottles. Bottles are for glue. Wire is for plugging up the nozzle. These are really cool looking bottles, Brett. Okay. Um, we got each. Get I'm waiting for the picture. Bottles. Yeah. I'll say. Right, let me show you a picture of that right now. It says wire is stainless steel, so it won't rust. Brilliant idea, by the way, because I've actually stuck a, an actual wire braid nail down into a glue bottle one time and went to pull it out. And the whole end of it's all rust. But um, that's cool. These are sweet looking. They look like they're very precision tips for these glue bottles. Nice. I'm sending that picture now, Brett. Okay. And then, of course, the kit. And it's a uh, oh, it, – I've never seen a Sierra West. Wow. That's all your lumber and all that stuff. There's a whole bag full of castings and detail parts. It's, it's a big bag. A little castings and details. This is a really nice-looking kit. Wow. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Uh, I never built Sierra West. I'm excited about this one. One of us, too. You can build it. Okay. But um, it's it's pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'm looking at all the pictures I just got, so. That is awesome. We'll split the bottles. Well, thank you, Mr. A. We truly appreciate it. That was so kind of you. Uh, we don't re – we, you know – we appreciate when people do that, but um, yeah, it was I mean, not necessary. But I, unexpected. I, I, I think it's a super kind heart when you, people do that. And yeah. we will make sure that everything that we use, we will uh, share that with our viewers to be able yep. to see our listeners and viewers, whatever project we work on. Um, to um, Yeah, whenever we get stuff like this, we always share it as, right, a, as much as possible. As much as we, we can. To, so. Yeah. Cool. I'll, well, thanks. I'll make sure you get some of these boxes and stuff, Brett. This is cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. We thank you, Mr. A. are extremely grateful for that. Yes. Um, dang. So we're going to have to put a picture of that up here in a little bit. But yeah. all right. Now that we got those two things out of the way, let's quickly do our. Um, I'm going to use some Tootsie Rolls. Not, don't eat it while we're doing a recording. <laughs> I already got on you about gum. I thought you were chewing gum earlier. I'm going to go have one. Don't, go ahead. Not during the show. You <laughs> I'm, playing, I'm playing with you, man. That'll be editing hell. Like a little old lady. Well, man, you're not man. the one that edits this. Oh, okay. Anyways. Um, so That's cool. Let's talk about our tool. What You got a tool this week? Do I have a tool this week? Yeah, just one. I know you said earlier I you do. have two. Okay, last week. I'll, I'll do a continuation off of the tool last week. Did, right. we do the, did I do the... Oh, wait. Did I do that for the other... No, I did it for this this show. Um, the uh, Fiskars tool. I did that for this show. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Well, I bought 
cup two weeks ago. Um, it was Trudy, um, one of our patrons, and she shared a tool with us. And I think it was on the patrons only okay. thing. All right. Well, but it don't matter. That's okay now because they got first dibs on it. Um, it is a finger, um, a finger Fisker's hobby knife. It's a finger loop. And it has like a it has a, like a loop around it. Your finger fits into it. It's very small and precise and detailed, but it uses a number eleven blade, and it's the most comfortable damn thing I've ever used. I'm, I swear to God, it's awesome. It it holds the knife blades in. You know how knife blades come loose when yeah. you use an exacto knife. I hate that, by the way. That right. pisses me off. I'm in the middle of something and my blades are sliding out, and I'm like, God dang! And I gotta retight, put it back in, retighten it. They mess up my progress. So, anyways, I that doesn't happen with these knives. <laughs> it's pretty cool, and um, you know, and the blades are easy to change out. It's very comfortable and very good for somebody older like myself that has a little bit of arthritis in his fingers. Okay, um, because I've bounced my fingers and knuckles off of a few hockey helmets. So, um, it's and I've. Had caught a lot of footballs in my earlier years that stove my hands and fingers and stuff like that from yeah. somebody who chucked it very hard. So anyhow, um, so I went out and bought that. So this week, that was last week. This week, I went to, with your mom down to the place where I had no self-control uh, <laughs> and some more. And um, we were in there. She, I didn't really even have to go down. She said, I need some... She's made, She's doing some kind of macrame hanging basket thing for a co-worker of hers. She goes, I need to go down. I need to go get the macrame yarn for the, doing this. Do you want to come along? This is on Sunday. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 go, I'll go down. I had no reason to go down. I just love going down there, right? So I go in there, walked right to where the Fiskar place was because I knew last time I was in there when I was searching for these things. Mm-hmm. Eight discards that makes a scissors. It's not just for sewing. It's not just for paper crafts like uh, scrapbooking and crap like that. Okay. Um, it is, they have, they make hobby knives. So I got an actual, another hobby knife with my 50% discount. Um, I got this Fiskars. Uh, it's, it's just a really nice, super comfortable rubber grip um and the blades lock in like the like the small one i i did the special one last week uh they lock in the same way so they don't come out mm-hmm. these also has a number 11 blade it only comes with one blade okay but it also has um uh, uh a, a metal grip on the back end of it and a rubber grip on the top end where your fingertips would be um it's very it's a little heavier in weight than your exacto knife but it fits so comfortable in my hand. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, I love it. I've been working with it uh, the last two nights, uh, three nights actually, and um, I love it. And it, until it was all done and said and done, it's only a six ninety nine knife. I paid 50% off, and I got it for $3.50. So um, I love it. I love the Fisker brand, and I'm gonna. that's why I'm doing this tonight on the Tool Talk. Um, Fisker brand knives are just outstanding. I will. Well, this isn't the tool talk. Uh, I know this is just me oh, talking okay. about tools. All right. 
Um, I fully endorse Fisker's brand hobby knives. Uh, they're solid made. I think they're made better than the Exacto knives. Um, I see better applications and better use with the knife blade as far as it going in and staying in. Um, I, I, I really like it. It's good stuff. So just check that out if you get a chance. Nice. That's it. Well, my tool of the week is <laughs> what? Mine was so damn long. It, 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 well, we already know it's going to be, so that's okay. Um, my tool of the week is I might I don't know if I've done this or not, but it's an old coffee pot. <laughs> no, I and, don't think I've ever heard that before. I know you've seen it down here. Oh, I know. But, um, that coffee pot used to be at my house. No, it never was. I thought it was. Oh, we had one like it. Yeah. Well, is that the little red red? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So the coffee maker broke and I had to get a new coffee maker. So I kept the coffee pot, which is a stainless steel coffee pot, not a, a glass one. And I use it as my brush cleaner. So now I got a brush. A brush cleaner holds six cups of water. And it never rusts. It never rusts. It's stainless steel and it, it's easy to clean because it's stainless steel and you just rinse it out and all the old paint flies out of it. Yeah. And it's going to handle. Yeah. So I can walk it around with a handle. I don't need. It's easier to walk around with and move it around the layout and move it over to where I gotta clean it and move it around on my bench. Um, mm-hmm. So if you have a stainless steel coffee pot and your coffee maker breaks and you're a model railroader, you need to save that coffee pot, the stainless steel ones, because it makes a handy brush cleaner. So now there's two things you can do with coffee products. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. Well, the first one I saw was somebody else. Uh, that is uh, it was Jake Johnson. I saw that he uses the coffee uh, coffee lids that come off the containers that hold like Folgers or Maxwell House. They have the big plastic lids that fit on the top, mm-hmm. the step down on top, and he uses them as 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 um, um, pallets, paint pallets. Nice. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, so, so that is our. Uh... That is our toolbox, or not our toolbox talk. Those are just our tools of the week. We're going to do a toolbox talk next. We're going to wrap up this week's episode with yeah. this. Um, a little shorter, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Some weeks are long, some weeks are short. Oh, that so, was like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, that's all right. Um, anyways, again, make sure you jump in on this week's contest. Um, congratulations to our contest winner. Also, if you want to get in on our patron only contest, head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs and see how you can join there. Join in on the fun. Um, I didn't get any more questions, so that is what it is. And we're going to wrap up. We are done for the night. Um, have a great weekend, everyone. Also real quick. If you're, if you guys are still listening, well, I didn't play the music yet. So, oh, okay, okay. if anyone is still listening out there, um, make sure you guys, if you don't want to become patrons or anything, you can always just go on over to iTunes, give us a good rating, share the podcast on your page, share it with your friends on Facebook that are model railroaders, anything like tell that. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, tell your neighbors. Tell, tell your coworkers. Don't just, don't just come <laughs> here and listen. Like, like the page, man. So, um, yeah. So, that's it. If you guys don't want to become patrons, you can always just go share the share the blog, share our um, 
podcast episodes on your Facebook page, on your Twitter, or wherever. That's just as awesome as, as becoming a patron. So that's it. I hope you've stayed for this little extra bumper at the end. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks for letting <laughs> us waste your, uh, another three minutes of your life. So, all right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Happy modeling. See you later, Fine Scale Freaks. Peace. Peace.